don't know. I've just been making that sound for like three days straight. But peace and blessings, everybody. You're listening to The Good Brother Experience, where it is I, the good brother, the original black man. I am Reek. What you doing? How you doing? How you been? One, drink some water. Stay back and foolish. Secondarily, rate, review, and subscribe to my program. Uh, leave me five stars. I would deeply appreciate that. Leave some commentary for your boy. All things is going to help me get popping out here. Last but not least, if you would like to email me, email me at goodbrotherexperience at yahoo.com. Once again, goodbrotherexperience at yahoo.com. The emails have tapered off and... That's understandable because I'd be mad and consistent with the show. But I'm getting back. I am getting back. It's going down in a major way. I know I keep saying this, but look. Look what's going on. I'm not taking too much breaks. I uh, Did I record last week? Nah, I said I didn't. I didn't record last week. I'm out here doing the wrong thing. But I'm here, though. And what leads to these breaks is niggas just be running out of spit. But. I've come to realize that even if I do things that I deem mundane, um, I still got to talk to the people. I still got to keep everybody engaged. I still got to do what needs to be done. So before I do anything, I wanted to uh, comment on a show that I binge watched not too long ago. And somebody asked me for my commentary on said show. That show is super pumped. Now, because I binge watched it, and I'm not the greatest with names, I'm just going to try to explain this as best as I can. So, there was a, the head dude at Uber, the person that brought everything to light, deaded his man off the idea and the technology. But because he deemed it as a good idea, he was like, you know what? I'm going to take the idea and run with it. And the reason why he did this is because he used to have a company, and he got deaded off of that company. So he's like, man, fuck that shit. If niggas about to dead me, I'm about to dead niggas, if they my man or not. And in chronological order, it just shows you what greed will do. And I love the show. I love the different ways that they showed everything. I loved how they highlighted certain things that might have been very hard to understand, but they broke it down in layman's terms. And they made all the characters very personable. Because once you get into that stratosphere of person, none of them niggas is real people. You feel me? Everything is a business meeting. Everything is profits. Everything is profit margin. Everything is being in the black or being in the red or having a good quarter or all this other type of shit. But the one thing that I wanted to speak about in regards to that show is the work environment for women in spaces. And... Something that uh, caught my attention was Uber, for a long period of time, had a very small amount of women that worked there. And if you look into the tech, if you look into the tech space, there's not a lot of women that work there. And it's not because women aren't technologically sound. It's not because they can't process the information. It's not because they can't carry on a task that you might present them with. It's because the people that are also in these jobs get no bitches 
So what happens when you bring women around niggas that get no bitches? They just lose all decorum. Like women are no longer people. They're objects of desire. And if you don't like it, you can get the fuck up out of here. And that really made me think about how I was living earlier in my 20s, teenage years, even prior to that. The concept of having understanding that women aren't just here to just benefit you sexually is something that I'm happy that, one, I grew out of, and two, something that I'm happy to see is starting to really it's really starting to grow. That idea is starting to... It's not even much of an idea. What actually needs to happen is starting to grow and catch traction. Because you would have no idea how many women at just these mundane jobs that I've worked at be like, yeah, you know, this guy touched me, but it's whatever. That's just the work environment here. And that shit is not the wave, son. I mean, you know how many times I'd be in the break room, whatever, and a guy will walk by and women will see the nigga and be like, oh, my God, here we go. And even if he's not touching them, he's just making an atmosphere of uncomfortability. And that's something that can't be tolerated. Saying things to women where they don't even feel comfortable being around you, when they have to roll their eyes whenever you walk past them, uh, touching them in an unwarranted manner, you know, camouflaging it as like a massage or a brush by or whatever have you. And... Unlike the atmosphere in Uber, it won't be like that at my party. So if you didn't know I had a party, uh, I have a party normally by the name of Jack in the Box, right? And at this party, it's unlimited Jack Daniels, and we have a DJ and a photographer and open space, and it's all merry and fun. But what we did was we teamed up with uh, the lovely people over there at Potluck Crew, and we have Jackpot. And Jackpot is a party to where we once again we teamed up with potluck crew and we're gonna have unlimited pizza at this party but along with the unlimited pizza uh we are also going to um we're also going to have infused toppings so if you want to get your edibles on if you want to get that little thrust that that comes from the cbd and all that type of shit it needs to pull up we're gonna have a dj we're gonna have space we're going to have pizza to your stomach's content. We're going to have Jack Daniels for your heart's content. We're going to have edibles for your mind's content. Everybody's content will be contented. Do you feel what I'm saying? And there will be absolutely, positively, no wicked behavior. You know what I mean? I remember uh, when I was in middle school. And this is the first time I dealt with doing something improper and had to see the ramifications of that. And it totally shifted, it totally shifted my life's trajectory because it, I could have very easily been a creep. I was in sixth grade and there was a girl by the name of Jessica that by all accounts at that time, I thought had the biggest butt I've ever seen. And I would look at it every day and I just wanted to grab it. And something that we need to teach our little boys is just because you want something doesn't mean that you just have all rights to do it, especially when you're dealing with somebody else. But, you know, it's just being primal, having no direction in that area, 
the boys will be boys type of moniker. You see it, and I'm telling my friends, like, yo, Jessica got the fucking fatty, son. Oh, my God, son. And they're like, yo, go over there and touch it. I'm like, yo, I'm about to go over there and touch it. She was um at the Snapple machine. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. She's getting a Snapple. She seems to be not aware of her surroundings. I'm about to go behind her, act like I'm about to get a Snapple, and grab the cheeks. And I was... 12 at the time went over there grabbed the cheeks like painful too ha she looked around she uh slapped me in the chest she's like Tariq like yeah I just walked right back and ate my chocolate chip cookies because at that point in time it was chocolate chip cookies and uh an iced tea it was the green box iced tea I can't remember the name of it and she told on me like yo Tariq came behind me and grabbed my butt. Now, I wasn't familiar with the term of consent or none of that shit. So, teacher set me down. I almost got suspended. And what's terrible about that is it didn't it didn't click in my mind that going behind a girl unsuspectingly and grabbing her butt was the wrong thing to do. What came in my mind is if you go behind a girl unsuspectedly, that could get me in trouble. And that shit has to change. You know what I mean? All these things just put up on people like, oh, what's the what's the problem? I'm not raping you. Like, that shit is not the vibe. I recognize this wasn't the vibe uh, very early on in my life because a lot of things that I've had to deal with interpersonally, I've had to pretty much figure it out for myself. And having, like, creep behavior... It's something that I just never really was comfortable with. It's, I don't wear that shit as a badge of honor. Um, sexual harassment is just something that I just don't find to be funny at all. And when I was watching this Uber show, I'm like, damn, son, why are they making the women look so uncomfortable? And just not giving a fuck about it. And even the women are like, well, if you can't get down with the program, you got to get the fuck out of here. So that shit took me by surprise because I don't work in the tech industry, but it makes sense because I've been around nerdy white men that just cold all day and they don't get no hoes and they have to get prostitutes and do all this other type of shit. And all this shit is just not the wave, son. You know what I mean? But all in all, that show was spectacular, though. And I would suggest all of you guys watch that show because you're going to get a lot of lessons that you might have not normally gotten on your own. Like... When you're trying to take over something new or when you are in a new space or when you have nothing but wins in your uh, in your in your line of vision and you're willing to crush anything and anyone on the path of getting there, you have to be able to scale it back and be like, you know, what, yo, this isn't worth it. Oh, yeah, maybe I'm tripping and actually be receptive to that information of maybe you're tripping. Because that dude wound up getting debted by his own company again. Like the same uh, group of people, his brain trust, that he gathered, his uh, people that had board seats in his company, sat, sat down and thought of a way to get him up out of there, even when he had super shares in his company. Now, super shares is when you have so many shares that you cannot be outvoted no matter how many people is going to be in your uh, board of trustees? 
because you own the majority of the shares of of the company. I don't know why am I biting my tongue. You know what it is? This happens every time I eat something like really sugary. So my tongue my tongue is swelling because I had um those Scooby snacks. Y'all ever had those? Like those um those cinnamon crackers that's in the shape of a Scooby snack. I had that shit and didn't drink no water. Now I'm fucking biting my tongue. This shit is trash. But yeah. So they came up with a plot to dead him off his own company, which made me remember something very similar happening with somebody that was power tripping. Uh, I remember when I was early, early on, I was um, a part of this group of people that was throwing parties. It was throwing parties all over Long Island, basement parties. We even did one at the BFW, all kind of shit. And one of the people just had no behavior. So instead of just continuing on with throwing the parties, every time he talked about parties, he was like, yeah, 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 we're going to get to it. Yeah, we're going to make the flyers. Yeah, we're going to do that. And we just didn't do it because he was terrible at conflict resolution. And we was like, we would rather not throw no parties than have this nigga to continue to be wilding. And just these eye on the prize people that have no personal skills is the worst people that you can put in positions of power, no matter what it is. Even RAs in school, when they're like, all right, what's the task? I just got to write people up if they have loud music. I got to see who has liquor in their room. I got to see who has more than four people in their in they, uh, in the room at one time. Okay, we got to, we got to, what's, what's the visiting hours? It's after eight o'clock, nobody can come up. Okay. And they're really snitching on people. These are people your age going to college right alongside you, right alongside you. And they have no problem snitching on you. That shit is a disease. These people, they just be on Terminator time, and they just got their eye on the prize, and they don't have no finesse to what they do. They don't have no understanding of how to maneuver. They just like, no, I don't give a fuck. Oh, they, they're the ops? All right, they're the ops. And we got to destroy the ops. We got to destroy the ops. That shit is going to create an environment that nobody likes. And... Reflecting back, I've been in that environment too many times. So when this show gets popping and I'm in a position of power, fronting on people is not going to be what I got going on. You know what I'm saying? That's just not going to be something that I'm accustomed to. But on a brighter note, my cousin's birthday is uh this Saturday. And um, I'm going to take a few minutes to talk about this guy. So... My cousin's name is Ra. He is more important to me than words could actually express. So the only reason why I picked up a football or a basketball was because of him. One of the reasons why I had braids from me being from, I think I was 11 when I started growing my hair and I finally got my hair long enough to be corn road at 12 to 20 was because of him uh me wanting to drive and be independent was because of him and you know growing up because you know my mother was one of 11 people you know you want when when you have siblings you want your kids to be with their kids as often as they can to have that family connection. But I was drawn to Ryan more than I've been drawn to 
almost everyone else uh besides my little cousin dom and um he showed me so many life lessons he showed me to stick up for myself i remember when i was uh in seventh seventh grade this is the summer of me taking swimming lessons i was either in sixth or seventh grade and we was playing basketball on the side of his uh of his house in his driveway and there was this dude that lived two houses over that was older than me and ryan ryan is uh three um three houses away from me yeah three houses away from me and oh i'm sorry three houses away from him where they was living at the time because he was living in wine and if i'm not mistaken i think his name was demetrius and you know we're playing like two on two in the driveway and demetrius is just picking on me because i was frail i was uh i didn't have my strength yet i didn't have no resilience so i was like yo yo switch 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 and Ra was just punishing this dude, putting him in the post, shooting in his face, taking him to the rack. You know what I mean? Putting his shoulder into him and bouncing off of him. Like real advanced stuff for him to be 15 at the time. And he was like, yo, don't let nobody punk you on this court. And then I'll watch him play football and have like swollen ankles and never complain. And then after high school, I'll watch him work a job or two jobs and drive like the worst car that you've ever seen in your life. And... I would be at his house every summer. And between him and Aunt Deb, that's where I would spend my summers, either at his crib or at my Aunt Deb's house. And I'm going to do a, an episode with Aunt Deb soon. But um, I didn't have the acuity to understand that I was probably a burden to Ryan at this time. Uh, I had absolutely no money. Zero. My mom didn't equip me with any money. So I would just be out there just on a whim. And... Ryan was working high school job, so he couldn't be making more than maybe $300 a week, if that. And every day, he will buy me Chinese food, or he will buy me crown fried chicken, or he would make something on the stove, or, I mean, or he would go out and make, or get out and get uh, oodles and noodles, and we would eat them three packs at a time. Three packs! Because at this point in time, I was starting to come into my body. And... By all accounts, he's a kid, and he's looking at me, and it's very possible where he's like, yo, fam, I don't got enough money to be feeding two people. You're not my son. You're not my little brother. But he never made me feel that way. He would get, um, his thing was wontons. He, to this day, he loves wontons. So he would get wontons and then whatever else he would want to get. But he, he um introduced me to wontons with red sauce. And I would eat that with him. And then, you know, when he was playing, I don't want to play like him. And then when I'm watching sports, I'm watching sports because of him. And then when I'm playing video games, I'm seeing the way he plays video games. His laid back nature. On holidays, uh, the entire family will be in the living room at my Aunt Mary's house. And it will be me and him in his room. Just us two. Because, you know, I've can realize that this guy's antisocial but you know i didn't have this type of terminology when i was a kid i was just doing what ryan did if he's in the room i'm in the room i'm chilling with him and then when his friends would come over we would all be just be in ryan's room and then there would be times to where we would uh he would give me a bike 
or I'd be on the handlebars of a bike, and we would go around uh, neighborhoods and go play basketball all over the place where I would get my ass bust because I wasn't nice yet. And he would always pick me to be on his team. Or if he was playing, you know, touch football, he would always pick me to be on his team. Um, when uh, when Sneaker Man would come around and give him, I have, I have uh, pictures of me wearing a do-rag on a Burberry shirt. That was his Burberry shirt, and he just gave it to me. These are his school clothes, because this nigga is 16 at the time. He's like, yo, here, take that. And I mean, here's some jeans, too. Like, this guy has looked out for me forever. I remember when I started making a little money from me having little jobs or whatever, and I didn't tell Ryan I was working. So I came through. I had um my ears pierced, you know, I have sneakers. I um This is my senior year of high school. And I was working at AJ Wright. For those of you guys that don't know, uh, it's like a extension of Marshalls. So it was like discount clothing for popular brands. And because I was working there, I didn't wear the same outfit twice the entire year. I can I can go to my grave saying that. Senior high school, I did not repeat the same outfit twice because I was just getting clothes and influxes. Uh, primarily because I was stealing them, but you know I was I would try to pay for what I could pay for, and um. Every time he seen me, I had a new outfit on, had some sneakers on. I mean, I was out here killing him. So um, one day I went over there to go to go check him, and what that means is I called him to come scoop me, and he came to come pick me up. <laughs> God damn, I came to go pick me up. So I was what seventeen, and he was twenty, and um, he came to come scoop me, and he was like, "Yo, yo, where you getting these clothes from?" I'm like, "What you mean?" Like, I was like, "Yo, bro, you never told me you had no job, bro." And this is the first and only time that he ever threatened me. He was like, yo, let me tell you something, bro. If you sell on drugs, I'm going to beat the shit out of you, bro. And I will go to your house and I will take every single article of clothing in that house. And I will throw it in the garbage. Don't tell me you're out here selling drugs, bro, because I'm not playing that shit. I'm like, no, no, I swear. I'm, I'm copping super, please. Now, if you don't know nothing about me, baby does here my uh my monotone way of speaking whatever but i'm a lot of things i'm not pussy if five people's running towards me i'm gonna run towards five people i'm not gonna run there's no man on this earth that ever challenged me to do anything and i didn't rise up to the occasion there was never a point in time niggas wanted to get a shaking and i copped a plea never you know what i'm saying that these things don't happen if niggas beat me up i'm pulling up the next day for doley if niggas ever had an issue, I'm not scrambling around. I'm not going to my phone to call people. Any type of problem I've ever had with any nigga on this planet, I stood ten do I I stood ten toes and dealt with that issue. Unless somebody came to come break it up or somebody came to speak to me privately, like yo, Tariq, stop, stop bugging. I'm not even like a bully or a gangster. This is just this is just how I give it up. I copped five thousand pleas when Ryan pressed me. Like nigga, where you getting these clothes from, bro? I'll throw these shits out. Like, like no, no, no. I swear to you, I'm, I'm, I'm working. Like, yo, you sure? Yo, don't tell me you're working and you're not working, yo, because I'm gonna find out. Like, yo, I swear to you, Ra, I'm working. Like, all right, I'm just making sure, cause I mean, we're not having that. And he like pressed me the way like your father would press you. And he's the only to this day. I'm taller than him. I weigh more than him. All this type of shit. To this day, if Ryan was depressing, I'm like, damn, son, I'm fucking, 
I don't even uh it won't even come into my mind to defend myself if he's dead for press me. You know what I mean? We can be eighty years old. If Reigns is like, yo, so well, yo, what's going on? I just gotta sit there and I I just gotta take it. I gotta take it, son. You know what I mean? I have so many I have so many stories with this guy. I I, I wouldn't even know where to start. You know, he I was writing the first time I got drunk. So I was twelve or thirteen and we was at um we was at his man Dwayne's house that lived across the street from him. And there was a smearing off wine coolers. And once again, Ryan's like fifteen. 14 or turning 14 turning 15 or 15 already matter of fact this is the summer so he's 15 already and i'm 12 and or maybe he was 16 now matter of fact he was 16 and i was 13 that's what it was and uh i'm just starting to get into my growth spurt because in middle school um i went from being 411 to 511 in three years so i really started to come into my own around that time and um he was drinking whatever chilling uh, some of his mans were smoking weed, black and miles or whatever. Shout out to my boy H2 that passed away. All these type of things. And I'm like, yo, Rod, you know what I'm saying? Let me sip on something. He was like, yo, you sure? Again, I was like, yo. I was like, yo, these, they, they come from 7-Eleven. Now, if there's one thing I've always been able to do, I've always had, like, an ability to speak. So I was like, yo, come on, Rod, please. I always could bring reason into it. So I'm like, Rod. Come on, bro. Like these, you, you you're getting, you're getting wine coolers from Seven Eleven, bro. Like, what are these really about to do? He's like, yo, you ever drank before? I'm like, nah. He's like, all right. So I'm gonna give you one. And the moment you get drunk, I'm slapping that shit at your hand because your dumbass is not gonna get me in trouble. So I said, all right, cool. So I was like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna water it down. I thought I was ahead of the game on niggas. This is 03. I'm like, oh, I'm about to. I'm about to go to 7-Eleven with this nigga, cop the, cop the slushy, throw the vibration in the slushy. Now things is all watered down. Now I'm looking like a cool kid. I look like I'm ahead of the curve. I'm not going to get drunk. I'm not going to get right in trouble. It is all good. I couldn't have been more wrong. I threw the fucking uh, Smirnoff wine cooler into the slushy. Was drunk. Slurring words, all kind of shit. You know what Ryan did? Right in front of my face, he took that shit out of my hand and threw it in the garbage. He was like, I told you, the is not going to get me in trouble. That's enough. And then he took a bottle of water and he made me chug it. <laughs> like, nah, nigga, fuck that. <laughs> oh, shit. I remember when um when uh, my Aunt Mary and his older sister, my older cousin, his older sister, Sharita, they went away to go wherever the fuck they went. And um, they left us oodles and oodles of Pop-Tarts. So to ration them, since it was me and him, uh, they was gone for seven days. So what we did was we had one Pop-Tart a day and two packs of oodles and noodles a day. Uh, Sh- Sharita came back blackened. Around this time, Sharita was the grumpiest person you can ever be around. So if I was 14... Sharita was 19, because Sharita's five years older than me. And she was like, yo, what you greedy asses? Why did you eat all the Pop-Tarts? I'm like, we didn't eat all the Pop-Tarts. We had one a day. How? I was like, Sharita, y- y'all was gone for seven days. Me and Ryan had one pack a day. So we had 14 things of Pop-Tarts, but that's one a day. That's 
eating one thing of Pop-Tarts a day is great. Whatever. Just next time, I'm like, oh, my God. And Ryan just came out of nowhere like Batman. Like, yo, stop yelling at Tariq, yo. Like, why are you always doing that? Then he got into a full-scale argument just because of me. To protect me, his cuzzo. You feel me? The first time I got into a car to cruise around, I was in his car cruising. You know what I'm saying? The person that taught me that having two jobs ain't worth it was him because this nigga worked two jobs for 400 years straight <laughs> it was like he calls me k-pax hey yo k-pax this is not what you want aol chat rooms i was in his house um i don't know uh, how old the audience is that listens to me but if you was around i was 11 12 13 when aol chat rooms was at its peak so i was at him and his man which somebody else i call my cousin keith and we be in AOL chat rooms all day. Because for whatever reason, this nigga Ryan had like fucking four computers in his crib. He had one in his sister's room. He had one in, and he had like two in the living room. So it'll be all three of us just on a chat room, just getting crazy, making fun of people, complete strangers. We don't know what they look like. Then we go into like side chat rooms and try to, I don't know if you guys remember, it was like M slash your age slash, what was it? Black and pick. So it was like M slash fucking 20 slash B slash pick. So I'm sitting there telling women that I'm like 16 years old, 17 years old. She like that. Telling them I have a pick. I didn't have no pick because it would have been evident I wasn't 17 years old. <laughs> and Ryan let me rock. I will have y'all know every single year since I was. We made a tradition probably. Since I was like 18, this nigga's gotten me a Christmas gift and a birthday gift every single year. Every single, the only people that's done that for me in my life is Aunt Debbie and him. Every single year, without question, I have a Christmas gift coming and a birthday gift coming because of him. Now, I mean, and this nigga just had twins. Um, And I, I could just do a, a whole, I'm going to have him on the show. I got to have this nigga on the show at some point but this nigga means the world to me and it's his birthday this saturday and i just wanted to give a special shout out to one of my favorite people that i've ever come across somebody that has like a 70 percent stake probably not even 70 because I, I draw inspiration from all different places but a large portion of who i am is because of this guy and because of the gratitude he's extended to me, because of the patience he's extended to me, because of the love he's extended to me, because of the support he's extended to me. Every single Jack in the Box I've ever thrown, he's been there. Every single episode of this podcast I've ever had, he's listened to. Anytime I'm doing anything that involves me, he's been there. Anytime I've needed some money, anytime I've needed a ride, anytime I needed advice, anything. This nigga's been at my side. And uh, I just want to close this uh, show off with saying, happy birthday, Cuzzo. I love you. Peace and blessings. Pass the dressing. And I will speak to you guys tomorrow. <laughs>